What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Waiver Wired Podcast. If I sound a little rough today, it's because I'm doing the show from Las Vegas. Uh, Eddie, last time I was in Las Vegas, you were with me. I think we had a we had a pretty late night one of those nights too. I feel like we almost had a bachelor weekend. We were in some we ended up in some hotel suite that was like too low. Do you remember this? I, I do. We were uh, we were we were, <clears throat> we were in uh, Ken's room, friend of the pod, Ken. Okay. Uh, and and his uh, I believe Caesars calls it the. The hangover suite. It's like a two floor, yeah. um, kind of like it has a room with like windows, like three six. You could see all of Las Vegas. So yeah, we were us, uh, Sal, Dave, uh, Martin, a few others. We were all together uh, at Caesars uh, very late at night for Sal's fiftieth birthday, which was an A plus time. That was amazing. If you guys are watching this right now on Twitter, please jump into our YouTube or our Twitch um, and comment and let's do this show together. This should totally be your show, our show. We'll talk some fantasy stuff. We're going to recap the Super Bowl. We're going to recap our bets. We're going to recap our fantasy postseason, but we want this to be your show. And um, if you want to advise me not to eat the cake out of the vending machine outside my elevator bank, things like that, that that's useful. You know, whatever you think, literally though, Eddie, like I was talking with Adam Ronis, who was on our pod and, um, he's like, God, I just wanted to go get some fresh fruit and all there is, is sugar everywhere. And I was like, yeah. And I started noticing it and I was walking back this morning from getting my coffee and I was like, oh my God, literally outside our elevator bank is a donut shop and a vending machine with cake. I, I was like, first of all. How did I not notice this at 3 a.m. when I was coming back to my room? Glad I didn't. But now I know it's there. And, and, and that's really tempting. I'm sorry, but the, it, it looks good, too. It's probably not. Vegas is a great job of uh, just pumping oh, in the oxygen, getting rid of the windows, putting in, uh, you know, baked goods everywhere. So then you, you, you walk around, you, you can't find anything healthy, nothing that's, uh, you know, nothing green, no fruits, no. anything like that. It's all processed stuff. And you're like, ah, you know what? I don't see the no. light of day. And this bakery right is right here. I'm going to grab some, uh, some sugar treats for myself and then hit the tables. Now, I learned today because I had to go get Advil this morning. Um <laughs> <laughs> just, a, just, a, just a shoulder thing, that's all of us, yeah. Yeah, it was just a shoulder. It, yeah. it was Relief Factor or Advil. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know Joe Namath wasn't here to sell me anything, so I went with the Advil. Um, I, so I went to like the convenience store downstairs, and I saw there was a sign that said you had to be 21 to purchase booze, obviously, and cigarettes according to federal law. How did I not know that they changed the rule about smoking to 21 and apparently it's a federal law? Did you know that? I had no idea. I thought, I mean, yeah. I grew up with kids in middle school smoking. I thought it was like, yeah, 13. Right? Yeah, I have no idea. I thought it was, was like 18. Yeah. So I, I asked the lady, I'm like, when did they change this law? She's like, a couple of years ago. And I was wow. like, God, like, I'm really not hip, not cool. I have no idea what's going on. But, um, you know, it is interesting, Eddie. Here in Las Vegas, right now, you can go to Caesar's Sportsbook and place a bet for Tom Brady to be MVP next year, plus 4,500. And here's the good part. If he doesn't play a snap, you get refunded. I did see that. Um, I... 
I just feel like you have to take that bet if you're going to get the refund and, and, you know, people have been, you know, a lot of Dave especially has been saying he's going to be a 49er. It's one of those things where, you know, it's not going to hurt you if you throw a bet down. And I mean, he had look at the season he had, like if I had an MVP vote, I would have given it to probably Cooper cup, but I would have had Brady over Aaron Rodgers personally. So, I mean, yeah, there's no reason not to bet on him. I mean, honestly, I'm trying to, you guys, if you're watching this seriously, jump in the YouTube or the Twitch, because I want to know what you guys think about whether Tom Brady is coming back. Because we had on this pod, we had the whole breakout where I was like, he's not retiring. It's ridiculous. He's top of his game. And then he retired, made me look like a doofus. But I still kind of think he's not retiring. Like, I I just kind of want to be right about this is what I'm saying. It's hard to retire when you when you're when you're at the top of your game. No, I don't I don't blame you. But when you're in, you're in on the top of your game, it's hard to walk away because you're gonna get, like maybe now in in February, you know February seventeenth, he's not gonna have the itch. I'm sure he's enjoying the sun somewhere, right. and maybe not March, and then April slightly. You know, guys are starting to work out again. May even a little bit more. I know they're doing the uh, the, the optional workouts, and by you know June, July, he's gonna be like, man, I I kind of miss I kind of miss competing with the guys. I don't think any NFL player misses the off season. But uh, for a guy like Tom Brady, he does take care of his body. He'll be in fine shape. And when you're throwing for the the, the way he's throwing the football still, uh, the itch is going to come back very, very soon. I mean, what's it like for Tom Brady when he comes to Vegas? Like, what does he eat? He, I mean, I mean there's nothing he, he can eat. You guys you guys wanted fruit. He doesn't even want fruit. I don't think he can I know, eat he the strawberries. Strawberry. The avocados. He's like an avocado what tree. kind of a psycho doesn't eat strawberries? I mean, I understand not eating bananas, as we've discussed. But I think you have to actually be a psychopath to not like strawberries. Especially it's strawberry, like strawberry flavored things are one of the most popular. Uh, yeah, it's very, it's very odd to, to chocolate dip strawberries. Out. Yeah. Did Giselle uh, not get chocolate dip strawberries? I feel like she's earned that. This is why he's going to come back and play. He's, he's just tired of it's going to the grocery store and avoiding strawberries. Like, I told you, no woman wants a 40 year old man at home with her all day, every day. It seems like a good idea, but within six weeks, she's going to be like, honey, go back to work. Just go get out of here. I don't need you around. I think Tom Brady comes back, um, whether it will be this year or some year in the future, who knows? Um, but I just, I can't see it. And he always said he wanted to play to 45. So I don't know. Should we talk Super Bowl? Let's get into it. So I had such a great betting day for Super Bowl and I really needed it to be my final, final day. Um, as you know, we made our picks, and I I think Dave and I were the two that said we took the Bengals with the points, but we took the Rams to win. So we mm-hmm. were seeing three points or less, and we, we both got it. Um, and I'm kind of bummed because, you know, you had asked for our final score prediction, and I originally said 20, 23 to 20, and then I changed it to 24 to 23, didn't I, or something like that? Yeah. And I was like – Dang, like I really almost had it, but I had kind of worked it out in my head what I thought was going to happen. So um, that was awesome. And I took the under. We took the under on the pod, right? We did. Yes. I I had a fairly good betting day as well. I took the under, took the Bengals plus the points. Um, I had a few other props that hit. It was a a nice uh, lucrative day for uh, all Eddie Spaghetti. It was a good day. Matt Stafford, unfortunately, did throw the two interceptions. I thought he would keep it to one, mm-hmm. but he threw the two. And in um, sad news, though, Joe Mixon did have a good day, as we predicted. Unfortunately, yeah. he threw the pass instead of catching the pass. And this cost us 
<laughs> the waiver, uh, the, the extra points, uh, fantasy football championship, essentially, basically. Cause what did we lose by like three points? Yeah. And uh, every cat, he was getting targeted so a bunch the of catch. the people, the people who I was the with, the, the people who I was with watching the game, they knew of, of that, um, well, my prop bets and they knew that we needed Mixon to, to perform well. And they were targeting him in the, through the air, but he had like five catches for zero yards. I mean, if he, if he actually had, and I lost that, that over, I think I got I did it at too. 24 and a half, 25 and a half his receiving too. yards over. I mean, if he just was bet. getting, if he was, it was, it should have been a winner because he was been. getting targeted. And if, and if he was just uh, get, gaining any sort of yards after, you know, catching the football, we would have uh, won that league. And I would say the same thing too. Yeah. Him throwing the, the ball instead of catching in the end zone definitely hurt us. But I would have, if you told me mixing has five catches, I'm like, well, the overs hitting We're good. and, and yeah. we win the league. So um, that was, uh, that was brutal. It was such a bummer. Uh, totally terrible, bad beat. We, we should we should have had that one. Um, and we had Mixon and Toby in the Covered in Glory podcast. They had Chase. And so they just edged us out. So congratulations to the Covered in Glory podcast. I think the most important thing, though, is that we didn't come in last. And uh, <laughs> Martin did. Um, have we determined his fate? Because one thing I have learned, okay, one thing I have learned is I do not ever, 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 ever want to come in last in any extra points competition. Because seriously, drinking Scott's bathwater, these are the level of punishments you receive if you come in last. I, I, I will make sure I win. I mean, it is seriously inspiring to never lose the kind of punishments you guys inflict on last place people. So do we know what Martin has to do? I, I still I think that he has to still dig into the the cap of consequences and uh, we've thrown at some stuff. Uh, I know they were discussing it a bit on the last DP, but yeah, I, I, it's that's the scary part of dealing with uh, like Sal and others here is you're, there's always some kind of trick or prank uh, looming. And I, I almost like regret bringing up that I would drink Scott's bathwater because I feel like down the road I'm going to ha- be forced into it, although I there was a loser for that. But I'm I'm very glad that I didn't. We did not lose Team Waiver Wire. Did not lose the uh, Fantasy Playoff League, and uh, I'm also glad I did not lose the Cash or Splash Challenge because it would not be a good ending. Would not be a good ending. Um. Now I just uh silver lining here. So though we did lose the extra points podcast, um, I think this is the best story. I'm going to tell it because you don't realize or, you don't know what I'm going to say. This is great. So if you've been listening to the Waiver Wire podcast, you know that we had our um, extra points league. And basically how that worked is we had one player from each team and that's it. And you just rode them out. There was no switching. We just drafted one lineup. It was like a best ball, right? Essentially. And so we drafted well, um, as I said, we finished like three points behind. So all good, but that was the main one we focused on. And then I had, before we set up our extra points league, I had gone and thrown us in a lineup over at the NFFC. And I just put a $40 lineup in because I was just thinking this would be fun for our podcast and we can like play it and build it and talk about it. Totally just thinking more about content and fun, right? So we kind of did it as an afterthought. Like our main thing was extra points. We're like, oh, you know, we kind of, I threw it together the lineup and I was like, what do you think? And you're like, yeah, I agree, blah, 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 whatever. So the whole time I'm texting you. So last week we were in 26 out of 2000 teams. I was like, this is pretty good. And then during the game, I texted you partway through. and I think we'd moved up to 10th. And you were like, wow, that's amazing. And I was like, yeah. And by the end, Eddie, I went, I logged in. We were in third place. So still at this point, 
Like I'm texting, I'm like, we got third place. And you're like, that's awesome. And I'm like, I don't think Eddie knows what just happened. I don't think he realizes that this is the NFFC. So like, it's not like that's awesome. It's like, Eddie don't have to drink Scott's bathwater anymore. I was like, I guess I never told him that I paid an entry fee. Like he probably didn't realize what was going on. So I log in and I send in the price structure and I was like, Eddie, I think we just won (laughs) $5,500. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, basically it was just fun. And we had great content. And in the end, like you are not drinking Scott's bathwater. I told you I was going to talk to Sal about getting your rights. I was going to make sure it happened. And we did it, Eddie. You do not have to do it. So from my perspective, well, yeah, I mean, that, that getting that text was just like, I was already happy with a lot of my <laughs> FanDuel bets hit and I was like, it was a good day. And then you text this and I like almost couldn't process it because to, to rewind <laughs> back to when we first, we had this team and uh, boy, boy, am I lucky that we were on the same page with the line. I know there were some players that we were questioning this guy or this guy. And I know you explained like the multiplier stuff. And I was like, we're again, we were pretty much on the same page with uh, our visions on this fancy playoff and who are the best players to play. I'm so thankful. I'm like, now let's swap out this guy for this guy. We wouldn't have uh, finished third, but um, yeah, like I, I didn't know necessarily the buy-in, like the ultimate outcome of this. And I know after the first round, there were so many teams. I was like, boy, you know, keep scrolling, keep scrolling, keep scrolling to find where our team was highlighted. And I was like, oh, we'll see what happens. Like I'm, 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 you know, there's still a few, I mean, a lot of weeks left of the playoffs. And like you said, we were hyper-focused on this extra mm-hmm. points league because one, I think the fans care about our content and obviously involved all, all the other shows. And we were, we were kicking tail now and we felt pretty good about that one. So that one kind of the, the other one kind of fell in the, the back burner. So then as we keep getting better and we, like I said, we picked the right players, had the multipliers and then to end up where we did is just, I mean, it's, it's it mind boggling. Was- it was awesome. Honestly, it, it was so much fun. And the one thing is if we had played chase instead of acres, which is the thing we were debating, we decided to roll with acres mm-hmm. kind of as a contrarian play. We would have finished in second. Wow. But that would have only got, gotten us 500 more dollars. First place got 20 grand. Uh, we, we weren't really, we couldn't catch him. However, I'm going to give you some good news, bad news. So I didn't enter the $150 entry because I was just, we were just doing it for content. Like I was like, oh, this will just be fun. I wasn't really thinking we were going to, you know, I wasn't thinking about being a high stakes fantasy football player, which by the way, congratulations. You are, I would say you're officially a high stakes fantasy football player now. Um, Our score, Eddie, would have finished second in that league. Not third, (sighs) second. And do you know what the grand prize was in that league? If it was $150 buy-in, I mean, it's probably what, 100 grand? 120 grand Ugh. and we would have been second. So I think it was like 80 or something. I don't know. Um, so I didn't, I, it's like good news, bad news. Um, I was kicking myself. I was like, Oh my God, like, why didn't I enter the big contest? There was a few less players. It was like 1700, yeah, 1700 players instead of 2000, I think. Um, it's cause it's just a little, you know, higher barrier of injury. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wasn't thinking, I really, again, I was just kind of like, this will be fun because we'll have a team and we can talk about it and we can debate and we'll have the multipliers. And I wasn't actually thinking about winning money. And, uh, so sorry. No, I mean, we can't look at it that way. And, uh, cause obviously I feel like if we did that, things would have changed. Um, and I'll apologize for being anti Jamar chase. And that was like one point. No, of, I was uh, too. No, we agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And, and agreed. I, I was, I was, you know, telling 
the folks I was watching with. And I was like, the only way I could really see Chase having a, a big game is like if he breaks one, if he breaks a tackle and go, because like I, I, and I was also right in that, uh, that Higgins yeah. would have the, the better well, receiving game. And we uh, had yeah. a major, we had a three times multiplier on Higgins. Mm-hmm. So that was a big deal. And McPherson too was a, we had a multiplier on him, um, three times multiplier. I think it was anyway. Um, here's the only bad news, Eddie. So I went to claim our prize. And first of all, they have to send it to you in a paper check. So mm-hmm. it's going to take a while. But second, I actually haven't done the claim form yet because I have to fill out a tax form. <laughs> this is the only bummer. I'm like, well, crap. I have to pay taxes on this now. Um, so anyway, I got to fill out the forms, all that, blah, 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 blah. Woe is me. When you gamble, you have to pay taxes on it. Uh, it's an awesome problem to have. But uh, so I have to deal with that. But anyway, I will. We're going to we're going to settle up. And, and also, it's God's bathwater. Well, that's 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 a great plus. And also, it's it is crazy that, if, you know, if, if the, the fans of the show, people who went back and watched the show, it's like we kind of built the roster, relatively speaking, like live on the fly live on the on air. So, I mean, if you were watching week in, week out, like you saw us build this roster that, uh, like I said, thankfully that we mostly agreed on that got us into the position that we are in that league and both leagues. So that's, uh, it's, it's fun. And I'll never not do fantasy playoffs, uh, you know, leagues ever again. Again. Yeah. Was this your first time doing it? Yeah. I never, I never really knew. They just, they weren't as widely talked about or as accessible until recently. And there it's a great idea. I say we bring them back. You know, you know why? Because first of all, it's short. There's no reason that fantasy football has to be over. It's short. You just got like Four or five weeks, I guess five weeks because you have to wait for the break. But that's kind of fun because sometimes with the fantasy season, it it grinds, it grinds, it grinds. So you have this short thing. And the second reason why is there is you have to also think about it from a betting standpoint. It's even more gamification than fantasy, if you will. It's like thinking about, okay, well, I'm pretty sure these guys are going to make it this far and this and this. And so it's really fun to put all your skills together uh, because I think it really does involve betting and gambling skills combined with your fantasy skills it's different than postseason because you lose players right 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 and and it's one of those things too where i i think you could potentially do a regular season fantasy you could you could draft lineup you could set a lineup and leave it but i think with the playoffs really it it does show if you are watching the games you are paying attention to these teams and and who you know their usages and their offensive schemes and how they the matchups i think that does play like way more into effect than it does maybe during the regular season fantasy where you can kind of get lucky in a sense um you, you, your draft spot like you're ordering the 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 the, the waiver pickups but uh the, the playoff one it kind of exposes people who are not watching the games and knows what's going on and i think almost to a, a fault you can kind of psych yourself out of some players but i do feel like um that if you're locked in and you know what these teams are doing you have a, a good shot to compete in uh, in these kind of leagues yeah and uh they're lots of fun so Always play them. And they're very, very inexpensive. Like the $40 one was actually kind of a, an expensive one. You can find them for free. You can find them for really low barrier of entry. And it, it just, it keeps it a lot of fun. We just set up our own. We went over to fantasy postseason plug for fantasy postseason shout out. And Harry actually came up with the concept and um, mm-hmm. Sal was like, can you do this? I'm like, I'm pretty sure. He's like, we'll have to tabulate it by hand. I was like, oh, no, we can't do that. We're, we're just, that's a pain in the butt. Let's just let some software company do it for us. Like, we, we don't want to do it. So I popped over to Fantasy Postseason, and it was really easy to set up. And they were great. Their technical support was great. So shout out to you guys. Thanks for hosting our playoff league. And um, 
next next year fantasy postseason, our request is that we can um, link back and let our viewers track us and watch us and see the competition. So that's on our wish list. If you if you guys can do it, please, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm already looking forward to it. It was a great idea. Uh, shout out to Harry and and for them for helping us out and sort everything. I mean, it was it was a ton of fun. It was a ton of fun. It was a ton of fun. Okay, everybody, we'll be right back after this quick break. You know what else is going to be a ton of fun? Mike McDaniel in Miami. Mike McDaniel's in Miami. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think. Is it McDaniel or McDaniel's? McDaniel's. I think it's. I think what? it's not plural. It's he's a singular. It's McDaniel. McDaniel. I'm like, yeah. why am I? Why am I making up his name? I'm sorry. I 3 a.m. I was up till 3 a.m. <laughs> um, I was. I'm at the FSGA conference, and so last night I was talking with Jeff Ratcliffe and Pat Mayo. We're down there talking, and Ratcliffe is the biggest Mike McDaniel fanboy. He is a hundred percent in, and I mean, you have to love any coach that come at, comes out and says start Jalen Waddle in fantasy. Just get, you know, whoa. Now that is the opposite of what Kyle Shanahan ever did for us, right? Like we're always guessing with Kyle Shanahan, like, you know, is it going to be Eli Mitchell? Is it going to be Trey Sermon? Is it going to be Jermichael Hasty? Like what's going on? And he he wouldn't tell us. Luckily, we were able to figure out Eli was his guy. But historically, you you, you never knew. Is it going to be Matt Breida? Is it going to be Raheem, Raheem Mostert? But whoever it was, was good. Mike McDaniel is already coming out saying like, Hey, you know, the way to win games is to get the ball in your best player's hands and find a way. And Jalen Waddle was already fantastic, fantastic rookie season. I mean, uh, only because Jamar Chase is so insane. Are we not talking about him being a candidate for offensive rookie of the year? Because ordinarily he would be a candidate actually considered. Sure. I'm sure he had plus, 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 plus odds, but he was never going to win it because Jamar Chase um, and Mac Jones, I guess. But I digress. Um, it's really interesting. I'm excited about Mac- Mike McDaniel there because now I'm thinking about, oh my God, is Jalen Waddle the next Debo Samuel? I mean, he had 140 targets, I think, last year. I mean, it's just an incra- I mean, crazy amount of targets. Tua loves him. They, they're mm-hmm. going to open up Tua. And I believe that another thing that's interesting to me is what they're going to do with their run game. Like, they have to basically invent it. And is it suddenly going to become very viable because it's a Kyle Shanahan-like run game? And McDaniel has already said, like, I really think it opens up for Waddle so many more opportunities, opens it up for Tua so many more opportunities if we get a viable run game. So I'm kind of like, whoever it is, mm-hmm. if it's like, I don't know, random guy that they bring up from the practice squad, I feel like it could be a great value pick in your drafts. Well, if we learn anything from the 49ers, it doesn't matter if right. you know, who's running back, me, you, you, you know, Sal, Harry, don't need that name. Back. right. Yeah. And, and well, I don't know and, about Harry. But. Oh, yeah. Uh, I am Megan, a little. Megan Connolly could be running back. She yeah, she's almost too she's talented like, for the 49ers. She's, so she's too fast. Yeah. Uh she's with all those all those marathon wins. <laughs> uh the Dolphins and Niners will say, no, we need somebody who's worse. Um, but I the, the one thing I would like to see with two, and I still am a two a believer of watching him a, a, a ton in college. I, I feel like a lot of lateral throws, I like to see them take more downfield chances. I feel like you could watch some of their dolphins like offensive possessions and like they're they're running like 10 plays and they move like 
you know, 25 yards. And I, right. I think they have the, obviously Waddle is, is the number one guy. I think a sick tight end could be a, a great option in, in fantasy. If he, is he going to become a Kittle, you know, 2.0 now that we have a 49ers guy in there, like you're saying too, if two is better and, and Waddle's a legitimate threat and Kasiki's a legitimate threat, it'll make the run game easier. You know, whoever that is in the last year, they had a bunch of guys with, uh, with uh, Gaskin and, and, and Lindsay and uh, uh, Duke John. I mean, you just, they're rotating a bunch of different uh, backs in there. I look, everyone thinks McDaniel's a genius and I, they do have some interesting pieces and, I'm not going to go on a limb and say the Dolphins could be a threat this upcoming year, but the Bills, the Bills are losing. They they lost Dable, they lost their assistant GM. Like it's always hard to get back to where you were. Mac Jones kind of slid at the last uh, uh, end of the regular season, so it's they're they're going to be in the mix. I think for the. I mean, I would, I would take a futures bet on them. Anything can happen. You know, one injury to someone on the bills could change that a lot. I, and I don't have a lot of, I think Mac Jones was fine. I don't have major confidence in the Patriots, you know? Um, and again, as you said, like this is going to be the first time in a while we've seen an offensive minded coach in Miami and Brian Flores was excellent. I mean, he was a winning coach for them and they got a lot done, but having an offensive mind might open it up even a little bit more for those offensive players for fantasy. and that could just end up working out in real football terms too. I mean, for God's sakes, second half of the season, if they had started the first half of the season, like they were second half of the season, they, they would have won the division. They were fin- They were phenomenal. They were on a roll. So a lot of talent there. Um, I'm excited. What, let's look up what the futures are right now. Actually, let me give you some futures bets. Actually next year's Super Bowl, Chiefs 650 bill 700. I'm just doing these from memory. Um, I think it's at Rams 900, Bengals 650, 700, Rams 900, still the same. Bengals 1200, Packers 1400, San Francisco 1400, Cowboys 1600, Buccaneers 2000. Any of those interesting to you? Here's what's interesting to me. Broncos 2000, I think that's too high. Titans 2000, Ravens 2000, Chargers 2200. Where are the Dolphins? Plus four thousand to win the super bowl i mean it's a super super long shot because they have to get through the afc it's a much harder side of the bracket i gave uh my way too early super bowl prediction on minus three and i kind of worked it out and i think if you look at it the nfc is a lot easier to a lot to easier kind of process well number one the shocking thing is the rams are not like when was the last time we've seen a super bowl like champion not be the odds on favorite to win the, to, to follow the next year. Usually that's what happens. The fact that they are, you know, third or fourth and depending on which, which book you look at. But if you look at the NFC, you know, people are questioning is, is Sean McVay going to come back? Is Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald said he wants to run it back Is Odell towards ACL. There's problems in Arizona with Kyler and, and people say that Russ is going to leave Seattle. So the NFC West all of a sudden is looking a little, you know, different, obviously now too, with the 49ers we we're just talking about, uh, they lost uh, McDaniel and, and they're going to have to move on to Trey Lance. If, Tom Brady doesn't show up there. NFC South, obviously, no Tom Brady as of now. So that division isn't that looking that great. Rodgers and NFC North, is he going to stay? Who Tough knows? Thing. No real can, uh, other, you know. Uh, that's why they That's why they right broke there. up. She's like, screw this. I'm not living in Wisconsin. And I'm done. I'm done with, with your hairy today. feet. I'm but uh, but then t- so the one team that's still relatively stable in terms of their roster it, are the the Dallas Cowboys, and I think that your division is still the easiest to win. 
And I said that like I like the Cowboys next year as much as it pains me to say. And I think on the AFC side, where it's way, way more difficult to to figure to figure out who's going to get there, a, a team that's already said they're not going to stick with with uh, their current quarterback or their last season's quarterback, and I think they have a great roster in place in terms of their defense, their offensive line, which is great, their running attack, and some pretty nice younger receivers. If the Colts go out and get a Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, somebody, a, a high-end guy that uh, even trade for Derek Carr, which I'm not sure why they, the Raiders would ever do that, but if they get someone to they don't want to pay Carr, him $40 million Well, that's, that's true. But if they if they get somebody who is a, 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 you know, a way bigger upgrade than Carson Wentz, I like the, the Colts roster a lot. So I, my early prediction is a Colts Cowboys uh, Super Bowl next year in uh, Arizona. Yeah. Oh my God! I, we're going to that. We can drive. Yeah. Just oh yeah. Over there. Yeah. Um, I also picked the Cowboys uh, actually to win this. I was picking, you know, the picking early. I just like the plus sixteen hundred. You know, they're retaining their coaching staff. We think, um, Kellen Moore, Dan Quinn. I mean, whatever. Um, but it just makes sense. It's it's an easy path. It's an easier path. And then just a few lucky things go your way. And there you are. I mean, it kind of happened for the 49ers this year. In my opinion, I think they got lucky a few times the postseason. I think the same thing happened for the Bengals. And um, do you think the Bengals, and even though I thought they were great and they earned it, don't get me wrong, but ultimately there was some luck. I mean, Joe Burrow didn't throw for more than two touchdowns in any postseason game. And one, he didn't throw for any. So, you know, same thing. Do you think they're too high? 1,200 plus 1,200? Um, I guess I, I like, well, their office line needs a lot of work and they have a ton of cap space. So I guess, I guess people are kind of projecting them <laughs> using it the right way. Um, and yeah. the other thing too, is with their division, the Steelers are obviously going through a change of quarterback. If they somehow start the season with Mason Rudolph, which I don't think they would, I, you can They're pretty not. much write them off though, even if they start off with a, a rookie quarterback, but they'd probably have to trade up at this point to get either Pickett or Malik Willis. Those are the two top. I hate, talking NFL draft stuff before the, Me too. The, the before the combine before their, their pro days it's a little too early uh let's just wait it out a little bit longer but if I'm going to based off of what's the the scuttlebutt is right now they're going to have to move up and I'm not sure if the Steelers would not an organization that really strikes me as one that that does that even though they, they did do it recently with uh Devin Bush but they so I, I could they're going to finish ahead of them I think the Browns obviously with Baker is the huge question mark having the offseason shoulder surgery uh, I'm I'm not sure if I'm going to buy into a team led by Baker Mayfield. So it's really Bengals. It's Bengals versus Ravens. And especially if the Bengals do what they can to shore up their offensive line, because obviously that's the story of this postseason, or at least one of them is how many times Rose and Sack breaking the record or tying the record. If they use their 40 million plus in cap space and go get some offensive line pieces to keep Burrow upright, um, especially how many more knee injuries do you need him to get? Like the ACL, oh the, God, the spring MCL. So I, I think their path to winning the division is easy, which is why I'm okay with their current odds. And their team is really young. Their team is all uh-huh. under contract. So I, I am, I know like, you know, people hate saying, oh, they're going to, you're going to see Burrow back there in the Super Bowl. I'm not saying they're a lock to get back within the next, you know, two or three seasons, but I think they're going to be perennial they will. contenders. Yeah, they'll be contenders. I, I really like the odds for the Ravens too, because one thing we all forgot about at the Ravens, you know, that Mike Marcus Peters was injured, like they were right. tons of defensive injuries. On top of that, they literally had to basically put their running back committee together with spit and bailing wire. 
I mean, they, they don't have, they don't have, J, they didn't have J.K. Dobbins. They didn't have Gus mm. the Bus. Like they just kept going down. And, and it seems to me that there's definitely a path for the Ravens as well that we all kind of wrote them off because they were very uneven. They were very frustrating to bet on. Um, they, they also were great with comebacks. I mean, they, they had a lot going for them and Lamar's Lamar. We know that he is like the slipperiest quarterback. He's phenomenal. Um, and most teams would kill to have a quarterback like, uh, Lamar Jackson. Now, what about Hollywood Brown though? Is he going to retire and become a gamer? If you're a dynasty owner, you're pissed. This is not fun. This is not good news. Like, especially when he had jokes. a pretty good season. I know, and he had a, a, a good season. He kind of became the guy that we thought uh, he was going to be when they drafted him. And I, I don't know. A lot of, uh, I think a lot of these guys like had these pent up frustrations from the season. They they aired out. We just saw Kyler do it too, and a few other players. I'm sure we'll see more throughout the off season. It's they say this stuff, and then you have someone in the team talk to them like, "What are you doing? Like, you could still do that in the side, like." you're young play football make the money there so I, think time to be a gamer. I, I think he'll 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 stick with them and uh and you make a great point too about mm-hmm. you know uh lamar it's just so funny that we watched this the the postseason everyone's like oh the afc you have, they mentioned mahomes they mentioned Allen, they mentioned burrow they mentioned herbert and then people seem to be forgetting like oh lamar won an mvp he was he was one yeah. of the MVPs of the nfl um yeah. i don't like discounting him at all so i, I the yeah, ravens, I don't the think ravens they're, they're, as long as they have him, they'll be they'll be around. They're sticking around, and they're just a good organization that always finds guys in the draft. They always build a really solid team. But um, I, I I still may be leaning towards the the Bengals. Now, what do you think about this Kyler Murray drama drama llama? Um, any team like the idea that Kyler Murray shouldn't be so valuable in Arizona. Um, you know, I've seen people saying, well, he's not that good anyway, whatever the kids in his third year, he won a rookie of the year award, multiple pro bowls. They were awesome for most of the year. Um, he kind of choked down the stretch, but guess what? So did Aaron Rodgers. Like these things happen. And, and the idea that people are like, well, he's not that good anyway. I don't know about this BS. He's not a loser. Maybe he, I'm sorry. He's not a, a leader. Um, maybe he'd rather go play baseball. I don't know, but Kyler has to stay they just and if he doesn't if he doesn't stay I guess he's like they can pick up his fifth year option in May he's not getting paid first of all at all it's a joke what he's getting paid for what he's doing for that team and the money he's bringing in so he probably does feel frustrated um any team would be lucky to have Kyler Murray as a quarterback in my opinion any team would take him would would, I mean would, would the Colts take him I mean that would be amazing. Oh yeah. The Niners. I mean, he is a great talent and um, I'm, I think he stays in Arizona at the end of all of this. Well, um, wasn't his, wasn't his post. Didn't he have a post about, um, I think like Mike Evans posted something and he, that like, that's the one connection that it's I saw like him. He like, so I don't, did he want like Mike Evans on the Cardinals or do you want to go to Tampa Bay and take over for Tom Brady, which is, uh, a strange like thought process because I, oh. I don't necessarily think I mean if yes, he did the- oh fantasy gold man can you imagine him in that offense I I yeah so if but I I just don't see a scenario where I think what's going to happen is that they would Kyler is uh, it's crazy it sounds I think he wants Cliff 
Kingsbury fired. I think that's what his move was to get him uh, gone from there. But I, I think he's going to end up staying. And he in I guess it's it's for him staying in, within the NFC is is the smart move because if he goes to Tampa, let's just path. say because it's just a way easier path. But I also and in that division is probably a little bit easier than the NFC West. I still think the Rams will be okay. Um, oh yeah, but, for sure. But, uh, They're going to get Robert yeah. Woods back too. Let's not forget that. Right, right. But yeah, I mean, either way, I'm if I'm drafting a team and collars on the board, I like him a lot. And obviously, you're going to the rushing yards. And I think he's only going to get better as a passer. I, I just wish that he stays just healthier. He's he's going to have to learn to become if he's going to be mobile. Learn to slide like a, like a Russell Wilson. Just get out of like don't every. I feel like every eight week mark, it's like new shoulder injury for Kyler Murray, and he's missing time. But uh, when healthy, he's a guy that you, you you're going to have to draft. I like uh, Kyler and Patrick Mahomes are both baseball players. And I feel like um, there's a smart way that they play that comes from playing another sport. I like them. I mean, I mm-hmm. think they're both, uh, they're going to be around for a while and they're, they're going to play for a while, but yeah, the shoulder injury, it, the nagging shoulder injury does get to be an issue, especially if you're putting him on your fantasy team. So he's definitely get, probably not going to go as high this year as he did right. the previous year. Um, Cooper cup. Does he keep it up? I mean, you look at it and you're like, God, there has to be regression. There has to be regression. But then you watch him play in the Super Bowl and like, why? He can beat everybody. He's just that good. And if Matt Stafford, he's his whoopee, and you know, like, oh, we're down. I'll just get it to Cooper Cup and then they win the game. I don't really see that changing. I don't really see. I mean, the Chiefs couldn't stop him. Not that the Chiefs were good, but um, he couldn't he couldn't be stopped. Um, I I think he's a guy that you're going to have to th- like, will there be a regression in terms of will he match every single stat category he had? Like there's a chance he's not going to that being said, is he going to be worthwhile to take be the top receiver taken? I would say, sure. I think no matter what Matt Stafford likes, or sorry, Matthew Stafford loves throwing him the, the ball. And we, every week we're like, yeah, the defense, will, there's no way they're going to let Cooper Cup beat, beat them. Like they, they're going to figure a way to stop him. And defenses tr- try and they still can't do it. He's just a great route runner. Uh, Stafford, they have this chemistry and I think that goes a long way. So, of course, I mean, and I think getting back uh, Bobby Tree is only going to help him. Like I understand that was an injury to Odell Hurts, but like another re- great receiver and it's just going to give him more space. So I, I love Cooper Cup again next year, but just don't go into it expecting another triple crown. Just go into it being like he's going to be one of the top well, receivers in the league and you're fine. So my thought is like, if you take Cooper Cup in the first round, I still think he returns first round value. Maybe he returns yes, like absolutely. player 11 value and you take him at five, but you're still getting first round values. Like you're not, you know, and he seems to be healthy. It's interesting though, that those players keep tearing their ACLs in LA, mm-hmm. right? Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, OBJ. Uh, maybe we should look into this turf guys, uh, figure out what's going on. I was yeah, reading about that too, but with the Giants yeah. as well, because they they have a ton of uh, injuries. And uh, Joe Shane said, uh, uh, I guess about a month ago at this point, he said that he they're going to look into why they're causing the injuries. And like you just brought up too with the with the with the Rams players at SoFi, there must be something about this turf that's causing these non contact injuries. And I, it's like I, I wonder if like more league uh, more teams should just go back to installing a grass field, yes. a natural grass field. And uh, I know there's drawbacks to to both, but. I mean, look, there's no to me. There's no bigger drawback than having your top players tear a knee and be out for an entire season. Aaron Rodgers resigns in Green Bay. Is Devontae Adams a safer pick than Cooper Cup, or would you go Cup first? I'm not sold. I mean, it will, will, is Devontae Adams definitely coming back? Like, does he want to stay there? That's that's the thing that's, that scares me. 
And the the like, I'm not also sold on Rodgers wanting to return to Green Bay. I think Denver will probably try to do whatever they can to pry him away. It goes back to what I'm just saying about Cup is obviously him and Stafford have the chemistry, and uh, I think also with the return of Robert Woods, like I said, it's it's, it's just going to make things easier for him. And uh, like the Rams throw the ball a ton, I know the Packers do too, but there's just too many question marks with the Packers and Rodgers. Will Rodgers return? Will Adams return? If they are back, I'm sure, look, like I wouldn't be shocked if maybe uh, Devontae Adams has more touchdowns or something, but I I, I think they're both probably one and two. You can't go wrong either way. But if Adams leaves for a different team without Rodgers, well, then I think it's Cooper Cup and a landslide. No, no landslide. I agree. I agree. All right, Eddie. um, We said we were going to do a short podcast today, and we're already at – 40 minutes well we had to brag about you know finishing third yeah. second in the other yeah, league yeah looking yeah. ahead there's still a lot of crazy quarterback news so we're looking ahead super bowl recap we had to brag about our good betting uh sunday so it's you know it's bound to happen overall we had a good day i would yeah. say it was a good oh, yeah. it was a strong finish um i hope all of you guys out there finished strongly as well i hope you played in our extra points arcade i'm sure the arcade is going to be going year round we're going to take next week off. Um, Jen's moving and uh, Eddie's taking some time in Florida. And then um, you're going you're to see some baseball content from us, I'm sure. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what form that will be, but stay tuned because uh, we're not going to stop. Maybe we'll even keep talking football here and there because football is year round. But I don't like to talk too much about it until after the draft. Like you said, so many things change and it feels a little premature to you know, talk about too many things. And I think also like the players are kind of emotional. Like a lot of this we're seeing like, Oh, he's deleted all his Arizona Cardinals and he's deleted all his Baltimore Ravens. And like, they're just like, they're coming up. This happened when I was a performer, right? Like you're in a show, your show's running for three months and six days a week, you do this show and you go and you have all this energy and then you have your closing party. And the next day you wake up and you are just down. Like, you're like, God, I have to wait five more months until my next contract starts for my next show, or I have to audition. I'm just, and you, you've been on this high and all of this, and then you're just like blue. And I feel like the players get this too. I mean, they're competing at this elite level. There's all this adrenaline, there's all this fandom, all of this, and then it's just over. And I feel like some of them just have like these like little emotional, you know, things happen, a little depression. Like, go to their social media and they start erasing things. And and that's the issue. I guess the drawback of the social media is you post it on there. Everyone sees it. And then people like us who, who need to, for fantasy purposes, like, and gambling purposes, we have to be like, well, what does this mean? And you know, we know like more than likely, you know, Kyler Murray will probably end up being an Arizona Cardinal, but it's just that this time frame, like before the workout startup began, obviously we were still in pre-draft mode, pre-combine mode. So like, there's still not right. a ton going on. Like the, the season just ended for these guys. So they're going to obviously there's, there's, there's always going to be internal team drama and stuff. And that's like, you know, going back to what I said, you put on social media, people will react it and makes it kind of snowballs and makes this thing bigger. So now that every single day, the news cycle is like, which team for Aaron Rodgers? When, when is Tom Brady returning? Like Kyler Murray trade? Like, so uh, more likely than not, none of these things will happen. But again, it's, it's our job to uh, alert you of this stuff and to project uh, what could happen or what may be. It's also our job to help you with the really, really important vets, like how long the Star Spangled Banner will be. Eddie, thank you so much for your rousing rendition. I think you helped a lot of people. 
we did say she could do it in under the 95 and a half, but it would be very difficult as a performer. We each did our version, a sample, and we went with the over. Cash that bet. We went with the over on the six and a half seconds for Brave. We cashed that bet too. Uh, we had a great betting day on Super Bowl Sunday. So we hope all of you guys did too. Maybe you'll sing again for us, Eddie. I, I mean, I'm now that we're the best, like the, or the most well-researched uh, national anthem podcast uh, live stream show. I mean, that was I feel just, like what an incredible. I mean, the way you broke it down. Then we obviously the singing. I think my singing definitely helped, and that was a bet that like I never felt more confident about. I know you were saying it'll go over, but it may not be like it may not be a like he's like a smash. Um, when the minute that started, and there was a little bit of the backing, and you could tell she was stretching, and I was like, "We are so gold!" And I, and I texted you right away. I was like, "This is so good." Um, yeah. But like, yeah. I mean, if you, again, if you look, if you watched, if you watched our show throughout the playoffs, not only did you probably build a fa- a great fantasy playoff team that we did live, but you also hit on a lot of your bets and you hit the over on the national anthem. So I mean, we we gave you some gold there throughout the week. Oh, and first touchdown jersey number under twenty three and a half. Mm-hmm. OBJ did it for us. Yep. Yep. So we had a few. Uh, so our point is be sure you download our podcast and listen every week <laughs> for this unique content. You can't get anywhere else. But the Extra Points Podcast Network, I have to say being here at FSGA, I felt very proud to be a part of um, Extra Points Podcast Network. And you know what, Eddie? I'm setting a goal right now. We're winning an award next year. We're going to win one of these FSGA awards. We're going to win best audio podcast or we're going to win best video content. I'm not sure which one, but we're winning something because we need to be an award winning podcast network. It doesn't have to be us. I'll nominate Sal and Dave. I know they got the better pod. That's fine. People like them. They're very popular. They can win it. But extra points has got to be taking home some hardware. We need to be an award winning podcast network. That is my goal. I'd love to win an award and I'd love to win more leagues. And I mean, look, all the cash is the money than the award, but other, other fantasy and gambling pods, uh, beware. Cause this was a uh, year yeah. one and, and we crushed it. So, I mean, like that, that was your warning shot and now we're here to stay. Yeah. So sorry about it. Uh, everybody else, because, uh, we're coming for you. We're coming for you. High stakes. Uh, we're very excited and I'm sure we're overselling ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Last place next year. <laughs> Every prediction wrong. Every prediction wrong. Uh, No, Uh, we've enjoyed you guys taking this journey with us. So enjoy your week off next week, everybody. We will be back with some form of content. Don't worry. Uh, The MLB lockout will not last forever. I guarantee there will be baseball. It might be a little bit late, but there will be baseball. And when there's baseball, we'll be here for that as well. So you guys have a great week. Uh, We've enjoyed having you with us through the football season and more to come. So stay tuned. Thank you.